Hey boys and girls, welcome to Bedtime Bible Stories in Bostonian, the Holy Week edition. Did you know that there are no more important stories in the whole wide world than the ones about the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus? So we're going to tell them to you, but instead of me telling you the stories, you know what we're going to do? We are going to let some of the dads and the moms from Seven Mile Road in Boston, Massachusetts tell them to you, and you're going to love it. So grab your chocolate milk and pull on those footsie pajamas and slide under those blankets and enjoy this bedtime story. everybody. This is Patty Roselle. I'm so happy to be with you today. And I am Timmy, Wesley, Miles, and Elise's mom. Do you guys know us? We have lots of kids at our house. But I am excited to tell you guys the story about Jesus's burial. And the reason I'm telling you the story is because there was a time back a year ago when I used to teach the first second and third graders here at Seven Mile Road. And we miss you guys so much, but so glad that I get a chance to talk today with you about a very special story as we're thinking about what it means in this Easter season. Now, I want all of you to take a minute. I want you to think how it must have been for everyone to witness, observe, and watch Jesus hang on the cross. That's a pretty heavy statement. A pretty heavy thing to think about. The process was long and it was horrific. And many believed he was like any other criminal. He was getting what he deserved. His enemies were gloating. Do you know what it means to gloat? It means they were happy with what was going on, that they were prideful and satisfied that they thought this guy, this troublemaker Jesus, got what he deserved. While at the same time, the people who followed him who loved him, were confused and grief-stricken. They wondered, is this it? Is this really how it ends? Is it over? The one we love is going to die? They thought he was the Messiah, the one who had come to save them, the chosen one. And yet now he's gone? And I want you to imagine Jesus' own mother, Mary. She was watching all of this at the foot of the cross, And you can imagine she might have been watching and remembering his whole life come before her. All of these 30 plus years from the beginning when God called to Mary to carry this very special baby in her womb. And she got that special announcement from the angel that she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit. And Mary believed when all the things in her life seemed impossible, how is this going to happen? She ended up believing God and saying yes, and then nurtured and loved him all these years. And now she was sitting here watching him suffer and die. It was a dark day. There were also people mocking him all around the cross, saying things like, if you really are the son of God, come down from that cross. And they were saying things like, you trust in God, where is he now? They were mocking him and wondering if you really are the king of Israel, if you really are the king of the Jews, then you can come down from that cross. And they said to him, if you did that, then maybe we would believe. 
So they were giving him a threat. They were wanting him to do something to prove who he was. But Jesus, he said nothing. He took it and he suffered. And he took on all the sin of the whole world, past, present, and future. They didn't understand that this was God's plan. Jesus had to die to pay the price of sin. The hours passed and the sun disappeared, causing a looming darkness to overshadow everything. Have you ever been in a room when it was completely dark and you couldn't see a thing? That's what it was like. It was dark. It was pitch black. And Jesus called out from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And as the suffering and weight of death came over him, he called out a final statement. It is finished. And his head slumped forward and he died. At that moment, the earth shook and the rocks split open. It was like a huge earthquake shook everything. And the curtain in the temple was torn in half from the top to the bottom. The Roman centurion who was watching all of this, and he was at the foot of the cross, he witnessed it and said, truly, truly, this is, this was the Son of God. Later, some soldiers approached the cross to make sure Jesus was truly dead. Crucifixion was a long and hard and very painful process. And they wanted to make sure that he was truly dead. So they put a spear in his side just to make sure. And the blood and the water poured out from his body, and Jesus was for sure gone. He was dead. Following this, a disciple of Jesus, his name was Joseph of Arimathea. He approached Pontius Pilate for permission to take ownership of Jesus' body. He wanted to give Jesus the proper Jewish burial. So along with Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee who had visited Jesus at night, they took him off the cross They took him down from the cross properly, carefully, and carried him away. They wrapped the body in linen cloth. It was almost like strips of cloth that they just wrapped him up. And then in the middle of the cloth, they put an array of spices. This was customary. They wanted to make sure that it was a proper way for him to be buried. This was the Jewish way. It would also preserve the body. And so they wrapped him with all the spices And they placed him in a large tomb. Once they had secured him in the tomb, there was a big opening and they had to take a very large and heavy and solid and secure rock. And that had to be put in the front of the entrance. They needed help. Soldiers came not only to secure the tomb, but also to make sure that nobody got in or that nobody got out. And so the soldiers were there to help them, but also to protect the tomb. It was secure. There was no way anyone was going to touch this body. And there was no way anyone was going to get out. This dark, sad day was over. Jesus was at rest. And in sadness and disbelief, Joseph, Nicodemus, and many others just walked away. The finality of Jesus's burial reminds us that Jesus had to die so sin would be paid for that sin would be atoned for. There was no other way to make a way for all of us, you, me, to have a relationship with God. We need a mediator 
We need someone to come between us and God who has satisfied the payment so that we can be in God's presence. God is holy and he is perfect and he is just. And we need someone to make a way so that we can have a relationship with him. And Jesus did just that. Although he was sinless, he became sin for us. He endured the suffering and pain and anguish and death. So we don't have to. We can celebrate that even though this was a long and difficult and hard thing to endure, we can know that it was because Jesus loved us that he did it. That day when Jesus said from the cross, it is finished, he was announcing the penalty had been paid. It was over and God's anger or wrath over sin was finally gone. We can celebrate that. We can celebrate that Jesus became the way that we don't have to endure all of that, that he has done it for us. Jesus took it all so that we don't have to. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to learn more about these bedtime stories or about our church. Just Google Seven Mile Road, Boston.